Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Congratulations. Before I lose the entire audience, I want to raise my glass here to Aaron Rodgers. Hey, hey, this is the Rich Eisen Show. I love him. With guest host Susie Schuster. Earlier on the show, Fox Sports college football analyst Bruce Feldman. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. Broadcasting legend Rich Eisen. Coming up, Pro Football Hall of Famer Marshall Falk. And now, it's Susie Schuster. What a show it's been today. We're in the third hour of the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. He is doing Tokyo Gold, people, on Peacock. He's streaming as we are. Thanks for taking us in wherever you are. Westwood One, the Mightier 1090, radio across the country. We are thrilled that you joined us, YouTube. Thanks for having us, and thanks for being a part of us. TJ Jefferson here, along with me, is Chris Brockman, Mike Del Tufo. What's what's up, Susan? Hi, you guys. Marshall Falk will call in this hour. Earlier, we had Ian Rappaport, as well as Bruce Feldman. Bruce talking a lot about what's going on, obviously, in college football and across the planet with these crazy super mergers that are potentially happening and changing college football everywhere. Ian Rappaport from Jets Camp. No Zach signing. No sign of Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Took a call. Breaking news. It could have been good. It was probably Postmates. But whatever. But yeah, did anyway. He, did he put us on hold? He put us on hold, right? He, he said, hold on a minute. I yeah, was kind we of, I was a little nervous he for so a second. Like, it was like, beep, beep. And then he did the yeah. swap, and then he swapped back. I thought maybe he was doing like a little, like, you know, when a player comes in, what's up? Like, I thought he was doing maybe a little chit-chat, but he put us on hold. I think he put us on hold. Taking a lot of calls. We're going to get to all of your calls. I love how many calls we have today. It means that you're passionate about what we're talking about. We're talking a lot about Simone Biles, but we're also talking about Aaron Rodgers because he is back in Green Bay, people. There is talk. He's throwing the word love around. Aaron Rodgers did some talking. What's in the water in Green Bay today? Because Aaron got up there and talked for like 20 minutes, basically an airing of all grievances. It was Festivus today in Green Bay. And now Devontae Adams is up there doing the same thing about 10 minutes ago. Andrew Siciliano, our good buddy, tweeted out, uh, asked if Devontae Adams would re-sign at a discount to stay in Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers returns in 2022. Devontae Adams, quote, no, that's not going to happen. (laughs) What other profession do you take less than you've earned? I've earned the right to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league. But didn't Tom Brady take less money to stay in New England a little bit to get other Tom, guys in? Tom Brady but, took less money. Every yeah, year, but, but our reasoning behind that, Chris, yeah, yeah, is always um, is. Um, everyone else is not married to Giselle. Right. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> it makes it easier to take a little bit less when your your spouse is makes the highest t- paid yeah. performer in her, you know. Yeah, when your field. wife makes 3X that you take. Yeah, you can take a little discount. By the way, that's why you take the discount. That's why you take a little discount to stay in New England. Because the casa in Costa Rica is already paid for. Yeah, is that yeah, what we're saying? Yeah. And the penthouse in New York and the mansion in L.A. and the Jeter's house. In can Tampa. you imagine breakfast at that house? There no, are no donuts that. in that no, house. Yeah, I wonder about that all the time. Like, what's, what what do Tom and Giselle talk about? Like, what's their day like? What, what, is it, what is a day in their house? Good morning, Tom. I'm going to go do yoga. Outside when I look at the ocean. And then Tom's like, cool, I'm going to go stretch with Alex Guerrero and, <laughs> and play catch. What about our Eat kids? Uh, they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> Eat a couple. Keep a couple. They're, they're meditating. Yeah. 
They're having Frosted Flakes. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, oh, there's yeah. no Frosted no, no. Flakes in that house. Do you think their kids have ever had a sugar no, cereal? Never. Do you think their kids have ever had ice cream? Yeah, like, come on. Captain Crunch. Bad of going to birthday parties or something, right? They're not Todd. They're not Marv Marinovich raising Todd Marinovich to never have a McDonald's until he turned like twenty-two. I would assume that they're letting them be kids. But what do I know? I've never been there. But our kids are so excited for us to go out of town because they know Thelma, our nanny, Uh-oh. will take them to the grocery store. I would choose and take them to that sugar aisle. Right. And I grew up on that. I mean, I would eat oh. Lucky Charms by the box, Honeycomb, Alphabet, stuff. Captain Crunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember Sunny when? D. Remember the Captain Crunch that would cut the top of it your cuts, mouth. Oh, yeah. Captain Crunch is so good, but the downside is that the roof of your mouth gets shredded. Oh, it's painful. You gotta let it soak a little in the milk. Yeah, but nobody was soggy Captain Crunch. <laughs> Soggy's not good. Remember when you'd sit there and it was a fresh box that oh smell God. would come, oh, that come out. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Now well, it's like my poor kids. There's like. Healthy cereal with almond milk. Like, the worst. <laughs> Mom, don't you want to go out of town? Man, I haven't had cow's milk in at least a decade. Disgusting. disgusting. I can remember being a kid and waking up super early on like a Friday, especially if we had pizza the night before. Oh. Wake up really, a Friday, a Saturday really, and like sneak downstairs and get like a piece of cold pizza and then I'd like pour a Pepsi in the morning like before anyone got up before at like 8.30 in the morning like ah oh, I feel like an adult here's the I thing said, if, oh sorry no, no Mikey here's the thing if, if you told like 8 year old Mike uh-huh. you're gonna be eating like honey bunches of oats is gonna be a staple of your diet <laughs> I'd have been like get the hell out of here oh, no. back then cookie crisp frosted, crunch, frosted, frosted mini weights I mean, Cookie Crisp is, could be one of that's the goat to me. There's a box cookie of Cookie crisp? crisp in my house right now. Oh, Susie. Oh, think about the concept cookie, behind Cookie, cookie crisp. crisp. It's literally mini chocolate chip cookies <laughs> that milk. you're eating for breakfast and you pour milk on them. Disgusting. It's the goat. By the way, me. I still have half and half every day in my coffee. I can't put almond. Oh milk no, no, I got some in good coffee. That's gross. By no, the way, speaking, speaking of cereal and <laughs> milk, um, I had this question a few weeks ago off camera and we never got to it. Friend of mine posted something that his girlfriend's family, he went to his girlfriend's family's house and realized that they don't drink the milk out of the bowl once they're done. So my question was, I thought this was, and he thought it was strange. And I was like, I didn't even realize that that was an option. So no, 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 you have to finish the milk. Isn't that something you you have to drink the milk, right? Even you you lose whatever milk's left. You pour a little, you know, like a little half bowl in, you finish it up and then there's milk there and you drink it. But apparently not everybody does that. No, so, that was like a staple when we were kids. Yeah, Those that, people are psychos. If you why don't, you want to have? If the you milk don't the drink the milk that's left in the cereal, you're a psycho. Well, yeah, like, see, you I was a, pour it out. Like that makes no sense. Well, when why I would pour eat it out? Cheerios, I put some sugar in. You know how, you, like when we were kids, you had sugar. Yeah, that sugar on the bottom with the milk. I, oh my god, that was like that was the stuff. Right, that there. was like amazing. Best leftover milk though, cinnamon toast crunch. Gross. No, no, no. Nope. Cookie crisp. It was like it's, it's cookie crisp and cinnamon yeah. toast, toast crunch gross. are both. Okay, ready for there. gross? My dad used to have Kellogg's Raisin Bran raisin with bran. half and half on top. What? Oh. <laughs> oh. Not a bad idea. How did I not think I mean, of that, I mean, might as well just like take it right from the cow <laughs> Right? Like, get out of here. Half and half oh, on raisin bran. How did I not think of that? Which, by the way, the, the raisins are sugared, so oh, yeah. they're oh, delicious. They're yeah, yeah. Raisin bran. I mean, I hate to interrupt this conversation, but we do have Aaron Rodgers sound. And I know. Mike yeah. is we, were able, we were able to waste enough time. To <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Mike's in the back. Just Fine, Mike's like killing himself to get this sound. Fine. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had this to say about choice. Um, 
So I wanted to offer my services as a recruiter, you know. Uh, and I think we can all understand, you know, Green Bay isn't, uh, uh, you know, a huge vacation destination. People are coming here to play with me, uh, to play with our team, and, and knowing that they can win a championship here. And the fact that I haven't been used in those discussions was one I wanted to change moving forward. And I felt like based on my years, uh, the way I can still play, that that should be a natural part of the conversation. Um, as that progressed from that point, nothing really changed on that front. Uh, so we got into March, and the conversation changed. Um, as I felt like... Uh, if you can't commit to me past 2021, and I'm not a part of recruiting process and for agency, if I'm not a part of the future, then instead of letting me be a lame duck quarterback, if you want to make a change and move forward, then go ahead and do it. Um, that obviously didn't happen. Wow, that's Woo. a lot of sound to unpack. And oh, by the way, the Better Business Bureau of Green Bay is like, it's not a destination. <laughs> we got We got likes. He says, wow. he told no lie there. He came in strong. Coming in hot. Came in hot. The samurai bun is down. <laughs> there was no Kevin Chill today. This was nah. business people. I don't know, Chris. Yeah, I think, I mean, look, we haven't heard from Aaron Rodgers. We saw him on the match, and he didn't want to talk about football. He wanted to enjoy his round of golf. <laughs> totally respect that. I don't want to think about work when I'm golfing either. So... He's been thinking about this for a long time, I would imagine. He's thought about what he wanted to say for months and months, I imagine. It's been more than three months since the NFL draft. And uh, he came out guns blazing. I can't help but respect him for saying all these things. Uh, he did get it later on, try to, try to say the media was kind of just round, you know, scrounging things up and just kind of saying things for content when – Everything that's been reported in the last few months is he basically confirmed to be true. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really sure what he means there, but it was nice to hear him speak this honestly and openly. And uh, as a football fan, like I kind of said before, I'm just glad he's back. I'm glad he's playing this year. I'm glad he's playing for Green Bay this year. I'm excited to see them play. And I'm excited to see them go head to head with Tampa and <laughs> for the Kings of the NFC. I think it's going to be awesome. Buckle up, people. We're back. We're back. I mean, if you've been watching any of the Olympic coverage, TJ, the promos for kickoff Tampa and Dallas using Guns N' Roses. Like, well, it's like, <laughs> I, I'm so jacked. All of a sudden I heard Guns N' Roses. I'm like, what is this? Oh, Thursday night kickoff promo. Let's go. We're back. <laughs> Five weeks away. Come on. We're back, people. You know, somewhere someone is about to sit down at their computer after watching that clip and go, well, I don't understand it. Like, I don't get to pick who works with me. <laughs> and I don't, so I don't understand why this guy gets to, He's you know, soft. have a say in, you know, in who works with him. You're I don't understand You're not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you I know, right wait. now there's a thousand texts that are saying, oh, these, yeah. text, exactly. tweets, Instagram posts, whatever, Reddit posts that are saying the exact same thing. I don't have a, good, have a say, wait. so why should he have a say? Well, then again, bro, let me tell you something, Joe. Your job doesn't bring in hundreds of, of millions of dollars. Billions. You know, Go to big. well, maybe not for the Packers. Well, I mean, but, yeah. Yeah. but, you know, they, yes. I mean, I think one of Aaron's quotes was like, 
Green Bay is not exactly a vacation destination. Yeah. Yes. By the people way, people are coming here to play with me. Facts. Yeah, fact. <laughs> I know fact. a lot of people that have vacation homes in Upper uh, Wisconsin. Well, Mike, that's because you're part owner of, of the Packers. That's so right. He would that's have right. a different outlook. Mike shareholder. So he would have a different. I've stayed at a couple people' ha- houses up there. As you should. Yeah. I can't wait to unpack this with Marshall Falk. <laughs> He'll have an opinion on it. This would be good. Chris, can we get in one call or two before we uh Yeah, yeah, get Mar- to break? Marshall's coming up about 10 minutes. I feel minutes. like people are really waiting and I want to I want to let them on. Yeah, so let's get to these phone calls. Let's go to Aaron, who's in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Aaron, Speaking how you doing? Speaking of which. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey. Aaron, um, thanks Susie. for holding on. Yeah, absolutely. Susie, I want to say um uh you do a great job filling in. Um Rich has some great villains. You and Ryan Leaf, who I love, he's got a great story. Um yeah, you guys do a great job, so thank you for that. Thank you. Um, and then I also wanted to apologize real quick. Um, I did try and get your husband to eat my dirty sweatshirt before. Oh, Aaron! Hey. Uh, hey. And uh, <laughs> dur- during a pandemic, especially, I probably shouldn't have been tribute to that behavior, but... <laughs> maybe not. Maybe maybe in a non-pandemic year you can do that. I don't know. Yeah. What's up, Aaron? So, um, but anyways, um, yeah, I'm I'm 45 minutes south of Green Bay, and I spent three months um, thinking and feeling about Packers and Rodgers and everything. And still, the reason to call in today is is definitely Simone, I think. And um, uh, I say that because I deal with um, a lot of anxiety and panic um, that stems from um, you know a lot of poor decisions I made in my 20s with drugs and stuff. And I'm four years clean now, but uh, nice. left over left over with a lot of anxiety and panic and. I remember when I was younger, um, my friend's mom used to explain to us um, or try to explain to us what it was all about, and and we couldn't understand. We just kind of thought, like, you know, if you got something going on in your head, you know, just take a breath and just don't think that or something like that. But um, but now that I, I deal with it, um, it's, you know, the, the main thing that I want to say is, like, the people that say, like, tough it out, like, it's not possible. Like, if you have um, – and we don't know exactly what kind of mental issues Simone's dealing with – but if you have like a chemical imbalance kind of thing in your brain that you're dealing with, um, the times when it hits me and it'll hit me for no reason, like it doesn't have to be over anything specific. It's just, it just hits you. And then it's not even something that you can power through. It's just like, you really can't even overcome it. And it's, it is really hard for people to understand if they haven't dealt with it. Um, but you know, it keeps me from doing, you know, things like, um, my son's little sister, we had, uh, two weeks of church camp that just went by and I couldn't go and, and, you know, to see her, her face so sad because I couldn't go. And, but I just, you know, when, when your anxiety is that bad, like you can't bring yourself to do it. So, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking, but, um, and I, like I said, it's hard to understand, but it's not something that you can power through. Like you just can't do it. No, but think about what a gift you're giving your kids. You're giving your kids the ability to see you vulnerable and to see that yeah. you're not perfect. So they're not going to grow up feeling like they have to be perfect. You're doing such a great thing for your kids. You're showing them that it is okay to feel. So thank you for that. And I'm really thrilled that you hung on, and I'm sorry it took so long, but grateful that you hung on to uh, to join us today. And hold on to that sweatshirt, Aaron. We might oh, need yeah. you next football season. Bro. Yeah, right. Yeah, Just right. to use an example, from I, I got to add this in for myself. When I was a kid, I was bullied in grammar school. Yeah. Back then, you didn't complain. Exactly. You got through it. Mm-hmm. Right. Today... Like, my niece started a gigantic Twitter thing that she did for bullying. People are people can come out and do things that you couldn't do years ago. All these people that are saying it was a different world back then, it was. Yeah. We, doesn't make it, it a better world. It doesn't make it no. a better world. It's a different world. And that's the one thing that a lot of people don't 
understand when it comes to like where we are. And that's like my, that's my two cents on that. It's like today I would have, it would have been different. I would have been able to go to someone and maybe say, this is what's happening to me in school or this is. Yeah, you wouldn't have talked about it. You would have internalized it. It would have ate you up inside and you would have just, it would have made the matter even worse. And that's what today I, I, I feel that what's going on and I, I like it. And also you, you, you would have felt ashamed too that you admitted that this was happening yeah. and that you couldn't deal with it. And now people are getting the help that they obviously need, and that's a good thing. Ten years ago, it wasn't manly. It's manly now. Exactly. By the way, welcome to 2021. We've all survived a pandemic. Can't we feel? Right. Doesn't make you any more of a man if you take it, or if you're strong, or you tough it out. All it's doing is teaching your kids they have to do it too. In our house, it's okay to feel. By the way, I'm from New England. My kids wipe out on a ski slope. I'm like, get up, you're fine. Yeah, get up, you're fine. By the way, I am not the, oh, God, let me get you off the. Taylor took a tumble the other day. We were walking. There were tears. I said, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, my son. Then walk, I took her to the hospital. Walks, and they into, her up. walks into the couch and falls down and starts crying like, bro, you're fine. Dude, get you're up. fine. Those aren't real tears. It doesn't mean <laughs> that we're raising a bunch of wussies. It just means that we're from New England and we're crazy. It's yeah, a little different. Marshall Falk's going to call when we get back. Do we have time for one more call, or do we have to uh, take we, a we break We got to get the break back? from Marshall. If you're on hold, please stay on hold. We will get to you today. Yeah, Marshall Falk, when we come back, he will unpack that Christmas box that came early from Green Bay. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What did it mean to you to lift this? Knowing, again, your story. A lot of folks think they know your story. But the amount of time and effort you took to put in to to never give in to those who said you can't 
all came to a head the night yeah. that you won this in this town. Yeah, I mean, you dream of winning that trophy and, and winning the Super Bowl and being a part of that. But for me, it was it was so much more because it happened so quickly. And it was that first year that I was starting and to go on to, to win the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I, it meant more than even winning the Super Bowl, I think, for me, because it was the journey. And it was the people that said you had no chance. And it was the moments that I remember sitting there with my wife going, is it just time to, to give up? Is it time to let the dream go? Um, How just often did you have that chat with Brenda, do you think? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we had it a lot, but we had it a few times where, you know, you have those people that are in your life that want to support everything you do, mm -hmm. but they give you that look like, you know, I'm, I'm supporting you, but, but come on, dude. I mean, really, <laughs> it, it's probably not going to happen at this point. It's just, you know, so at some point you have to let it go. I mean, you, I think about that with my kids, you know, my kids have the dream of playing in the NFL and doing that. And, you know, I've got one that's playing in college now and Nebraska, right. In Nebraska and one that's, uh, you know, just 14 freshmen. But I just think to myself, for most people, it comes to an end at some point. And I've got to be ready as a dad to go, okay, it's been great, but maybe this is the end for you. And that's how the people, my parents, uh, my wife, as much as they wanted to support me and, and help me along this path. I mean, you get to be, 26, 27. And it's like, you know, I love you dear. And maybe the thing I have to tell you is it's time to let it go. And, um, you know, and I tell people all the time that, you know, we say, why, how do you keep going? You know, how do you keep going when you're working in a grocery store and you're doing that sort of stuff? The funny thing for me was that everybody looks at sitting on the bench for four years and getting cut by green Bay and going to the grocery store. And all I ever looked at was every time I played football, Every time I was between the lines, my one year in college, player of the year in our conference, you know, when I played in arena football, we went to two championships. I was the best quarterback in the league when I went to Europe. And so what kept me going was nobody's ever shown me. I've never stepped on a field and not been, been able to be successful. And so I think that's what would have just killed me is had I walked away, never given the opportunity to succeed. I didn't want to be that guy that was 47 years old sitting on the couch going, man, if I would have just got the opportunity, I could have done it. Um, so that's what kept me going was just, I need that one legitimate chance to prove I can play. And thank goodness it came uh, from St. Louis Rams. Oh, Kurt Warner, my second favorite Ram. Did I just say that? On television, I just did. Because my favorite Ram is on the phone, Marshall Falk. Hi, Marshall. Hi, Susie. Did you hear me call you my favorite Ram? Just making sure. I heard sure. that. All I right. heard that. I heard it means a lot to me. It does, right? It really does. Yeah, I figured as much. I know where my bread is buttered. Hi, Marshall. Uh, <laughs> Marshall, question for you. Did you see the crazy press conference at all? I sent you a couple clips. I'm sure that you saw it. Aaron Rodgers unpacking in Green Bay. He came in yesterday looking a little bit like Blade Runner with his hair in a man bun. <laughs> A chill Kevin shirt on, flip-flops, a backpack. And today he unloaded a whole lot of cerebral Aaron in Green Bay. What do you make of what's going on there? Oh, I think they made up and they don't want to tell us. You know, it's like it's like you don't want to tell your friend when the girlfriend you broke up with and you said you weren't going to get back with her, and you do, and you don't know how to tell your friend. So you, 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 you just, you just, you say a bunch of stuff and that's what this sounded like today. Um, 
uh, I, I just, if it's not personnel, then what is it? Uh, I just want to know what else affects his, affects him doing his job. And at this point, hasn't he earned the right to be in the conversation? There's no Packer quarterback who's been there longer. This is his 17th season. He is who he is. Hasn't he earned the right to be in the conversation? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, he. I, I, I think so. Um, and the, the, the thing about it is, uh, why wasn't he? Like, who doesn't ask their quarterback – like your quarterback's older than your head coach. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just it, it just blows my mind. And um, these, these are the problems. These are the problems and the decisions. And and uh, I'm, I'm gonna say this. Obviously, I think the last two guys that that left that that just has carte blanche to do this kind of stuff is, you know, Belichick. Um, and uh, and Greg Popovich in sports. I don't think anybody else can pull these kind of stunts. And when you look at what's happened with them two, with Kawhi Leonard wanting to leave San Antonio, and then Tom Brady leaving and going to win in Tampa, it's like people are questioning. You know, because we're, we're not talking about we're not talking about the the the, the, the Spurs in the, in the playoffs right now. We're just not. And and last year, you know, we'll we'll see because. New England did some different stuff. You you just have to handle it different. And I don't know. I don't. I just. I just felt like Green Bay was always a functional organization. We never heard these kind of things coming out of Green Bay. And here we are. I blame it on the shareholders. Mike Del Tufo is a shareholder <laughs> for Green Bay, so I think it's just bad management and bad shareholding. I oh, do not. Man. Del Tufo. Del Tufo. Del Tufo. You were probably like. You were. You were like. Oh. What exactly? When Adam, when, when Schefter broke that story, I mean, I was like, it was like, it was like you were hearing a lie. It was the first time that Adam broke a story. That I was like, Adam's lying. Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems ridiculous. It seems ridiculous. Exactly. I mean, Adam, Adam breaks a lot of stories, and and I'm like, oh man, there's Schefter. This one, I was like. He's lying. It just—it was—it was unbelievable. Yeah, Marshall. Wh- Marshall, what do you think about? Rich has been on this too about uh, the Tom Brady effect. That like Tom Brady basically saying, "I'm out. I'm leaving New England," and then doing it his way, going to Tampa, them accommodating him in basically bringing in his friends, Gronk and Leonard Fournette and Antonio Brown, and then they won a Super Bowl, and then all these other quarterbacks, Rogers, Russell Wilson, looked at that and went, "Huh." Why can't we do that here? I want some of that. Yeah. Well, well, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say more than anything. I'm going to put it just to add a little twist to it. It was the fact that although Tom still wanted to play, New England, wasn't, they were not like, okay, let's do it Tom's way. After all that he had done. And if I'm looking, I'm like, okay, he's won this many Super Bowls. I've won this many. Hold on, wait. They got rid of Far for me. Uh-uh, I got to get out of here. Right. I got to go somewhere where they're going to let me kind of have some say. And and the reality is that's what he's looking for. He's looking for more say now. Whether whether he's going to have that, I don't know. It, it's it's it, it's tough, man. And and players are players are starting to understand the dynamic of of, of the power that they have in the game. And let me say this: the quarterback, because of how much they're paying them. 
and how we have put we have put so much onus on the position to where, I mean, they control the game. They they literally control the game. Marshall, the power shifted, and it keeps shifting in the National Football League. Devontae Adams was asked today if he would take a discount if Rodgers is back in 2022. He said, that's not going to happen. What other profession do you see where you take less than what you've been earned? I've earned the right to be paid the highest in the league. If somebody had asked you to take a discount, what would you, oh God, <laughs> what would you have said to them, Marshall Falk? Hey man, I, listen, I took discounts from, from my last year in college all the way down to when I played Little League. All that was discount. You got to see free football. When it's time to get paid, it's time to get paid. That's right. Talk about no discount. Go walk Go walk, Go walk. walk in the Neiman Marcus and ask for a discount. <laughs> so true. Yeah, go go try that. Go you walk in the Saks and ask for a discount. They're going to send you the off Saks with Avenue. Like, <laughs> they got a whole different – they don't even do this. They got a whole different store if you want a discount. That's, that's what I'm talking about. It's – you don't. You don't do that. This. This. It, it, why do you put in the work? Why do you put in the work? You know, it's but bananas. This game is man. It's it's, it's amazing. It's ama- and it, it's amazing at who they pull that crap with. Right. That that's the thing that gets me. It's amazing at who they pull that crap with. Like I was just thinking, like okay. So Matthew Stafford just went to a better team with a better coach in a better situation. Did he take less money? Well, the price of living is very high in Malibu. We can't ask him to take a cut. Listen, he's been balling over budget for a long time. Let's be real. And now now you you get on a better team. He should have went in and say, "Hey, you guys want ten million? Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. give you money back. Yeah. Well, you guys, you guys want to get Julio Jones? I can give you ten. We can get Julio. Like, he should have been doing anything. But we don't. We just. We just don't. We just don't ask that from the position. I mean, it's just. It, it, it's. It's. I. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't get it." Yeah, and you would think Green Bay, knowing Aaron, it's his 17th year with the team. Like, they know his personality. They had to have known this wasn't going to fly with him. But let's, hold on, wait. Let's, let's, just, let's just say this. And nobody said this because the totality, we're thinking about Aaron Rodgers leaving. Like, that's what we're thinking about. Hey, Aaron Rodgers played awful in the game. They lost because of his interceptions. Yeah, no doubt. I'm just saying. And, and normally, when they lose, it's not his fault, right? It's it's just not his fault. It's it, it's not. It's like the offensive line or this or that. You know, or defense couldn't stop nobody. But I, I'm I'm just going like Tom Brady. I'll play him. Well, it wasn't Aaron's decision to kick a field goal either. Well, it was Aaron's reason why they were kicking a field goal. Well, he didn't run it in, I guess. Um, hey, I'm just listen, man. Listen, <laughs> we played a game. We 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 played a game. You, you you open yourself up for everything, you know. It's like, all right, these decisions need to be made, and the questions got to be asked. Are you su- I, are I you surprised that, that he game. showed up? Are you surprised that Aaron's back? 
man, that's a lot of money on the table. Like when people are talking about, oh yeah, he's gonna sit out. It's a lot of money on the table. I don't care what you say. Like you, you show up to camp and don't do nothing, but you don't not show up. That's a lot of money. Because there was the check that he would have to write. I mean, it, it started with a thirty. I mean, that's a that's a check if he sat out. I mean, that's a that's a lot of coin. Yep. Um, you know, it's, it's, and and here's the thing. Where else? Um, where else? Like he he didn't have a destination. Like it's not like he had a a place he could go. He just didn't have that. He doesn't have it. Some stuff has to happen for for things to happen his way. I mean, if they hadn't drafted Trey Lance, I mean, San Francisco would be a lock. Mm-hmm. And maybe they still are. To give that kid, what, a couple of years to maybe sit behind him? Maybe next year, who knows? And also, Marshall, you're a business guy. A team has to draft a good quarterback. You have to have a plan. It doesn't always have to be personal, does it? Exactly. Exactly. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't, but... But I, but but I'm I'm going to assume that he asked questions and they told him, "Mind your business," hmm. and they didn't give him the answers that he wanted because he's a level-headed guy. This is not, you know, he, and that that that's when, you know, when the comments started coming out. Fascinating. But, you know, obviously, you know, cash rules everything around me. <laughs> He's in camp. Pro Football Hall of Famer Marshall Falk joins us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich. Marshall, curious on your thoughts on Simone Biles. We've had more calls today than I can remember. People want to opine on her. What's your thought as a professional athlete looking at this 24 year old with the weight of the world on her shoulders? saying that she had to step away. Well, here's, here's what I'm going to say, all right? And I know nobody, you know, the people are not going to like this and they don't want to hear anything. Um, we as professional athletes, let's just say things aren't going right. Normally it was just like we were nervous, we were scared, but now we have this, this you know, I'm going to step away. Mentally I'm not ready. And and there's a there's a mentally something wrong and mentally I'm not ready. I don't think they're the same thing. And we don't know what it is. We don't know. I mean, it could be serious. I mean, Naomi Osaki, she lost in the Olympics. It was like, wow, man, I never saw her play that bad. You know? But we have to we, we have to give athletes space to all to and understand that we go through things mentally as well. But as athletes, we also have to understand that, you know, let, let's not let's not let's not use that in a sense as a potential out when we may be not at our best. So people can't take shots at us or say things or question, and and that's the dynamic that we're in now. When you look at it, it's like because if if. You don't want to give any analysis on it because if if something's mentally wrong with her, which we'll never find out, you don't want to be the person who people come after. 
But just looking at it from both sides, athlete side, being the person who played high press situations, and I've stunk it up before. Man, if I could have just said, you know, I'm gonna take. Yeah, we we lost the Super Bowl because I fumbled and I didn't play well. Yeah, I'm gonna take the next month or two off and and like get my mental health right. Yeah, my mental health was messed up after after we lost. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's sensitive. It's very sensitive, and 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 everybody, you know, where we're at in today's world, everybody steps away from it. You know, and, and you have to, and you have to respect where where the athlete may very well be. But as an analyst, you still do your job and, and and give your opinion about it, and understand that you're not you're not condoning. You're just, hey, here's the other side of it. Like I said, I wish when I played bad, I could have I had something to say other than I stunk it up. What was it like for you, Marshall, since you brought it up? No, nah, I mean, just it, it's just a bad thing. You lose, you lose games or big games, and you don't get the job done. I mean, you're searching. You're mentally searching for, okay, what's wrong with me? I mean, I, I remember, uh, like, my maybe third or fourth year in Indy, um, I, I just I, w- I was in a little bit of a funk. And I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe it was a mental thing. I don't know. You know, I, I have no idea if, if that's what it was, but I know I wasn't, you know, as um, clear-minded and, you know, I, and, and I think that's the, we don't, you know, that, 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 that's that tough mentality. And we're like, hey, just get help, seek help. Find somebody to help you work through this uh, because later in life it could help you. So, but, and I think we every, everybody goes through it. Everybody goes through it. And I just think now people are more more vocal about it, trying to help others. But I just want to make sure, you know, a reporter or somebody is like going in on somebody asking because this this person is is kind of arrogant about their game and always doing well, and something happens, and then you're asking them, okay, what happened? What's going on? And they and they and they drop the mental health issue on you. You got to kind of let up now. I think like there's got to go next subject or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's so much pushback because people seem to feel that athletes are hiding behind it as if it's an excuse. But those are people who've never played the game or done a double flip into a triple twisting double back. <laughs> exactly. And listen, it's high pressure. It's a lot. And and just I, I just just going from last Olympics to this Olympics, and and then you then you get put on hold for a year. I mean, this this young lady. She listen. I, I'm gonna say this: um, high pressure, intense situation. It's not like she's not like us. She don't get games <clears throat> every week and then another season. I mean, it's every four years. You got to be great. You got to be your best. And um, yeah, I just man, I, I I feel for her, and um, because so much was expected of her coming in. I mean, I, I I saw in commercials, my gosh, man, the most commercials I've ever seen somebody in over the past year, maybe two years, and rightfully deserved. And there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. Marshall Falk here on the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich. Before we let you go, Marshall, and thank you, thanks again for your time, let's go a little light. 
We need a little light. It's been a heavy Wednesday, Marshall. So in the last segment, we talked about sugar cereal. There you go. I just made the turn. <laughs> because we have to. Because, you know, this is such a heavy subject matter that it can bring us all it down. Yeah. And, and, and it it's, is, it's yeah. worth talking about. But at the end of the day, we have to all, as I keep saying throughout this entire show, compassion. Until you get off the couch, until you try that yourself, compassion. Try it. It doesn't hurt. Anger isn't great. But we have to find levity or else we'll drive ourselves crazy. <laughs> so we talked. <laughs> so let me ask you, what's your favorite sugar cereal, Marshall? Because we need to we need to laugh a little bit. Yeah. Um, my favorite sugar cereal now, uh, it's a toss up between um, Honey Smacks and uh, Captain Crunchberry. Oh, Crunchberry. So I'm like, yeah, I can like like those two. You know, they, um, I'm torn. I, I never know which way to go. Right. Do you ever mix them together? No, no. Mm, never. Purist. Yeah. Purist. Purist. That would mess up, that would mess up my milk because you know the flavor of milk afterwards <laughs> is like the best. Exactly. TJC. Yeah. Marshall knows. Yeah. <laughs> you got to drink the milk, Marshall. Right? You got to. Oh, yeah, you have to. Have That's, to. Have to. It's mandatory. Now, do you go? Do you go full cow, or or do you go odor almond? Um, you know, I'm a I'm a lactate kind of guy. Wow. You know, yep. Yeah, I'm a lactate kind of guy. So when I serve you for Thanksgiving and I make mashed potatoes, <laughs> do I have to use like a a, a lactate free or a lactose free butter for the mashed potatoes that nah. I won't buy? I'm um, buy anyway. Who am I kidding? Nah, nah. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with whatever you make it with. I just blow up your bathroom later. <laughs> okay, Marshall, real quick, real quick. Now that we're laughing, oh my uh, god, we were on a night. We were on a two thousands rap video kick the other day. Yes, and noticed that you and Big Game and Demarco Far are in the Air Force One's video. Can you just like quickly tell us how that came about and if there are any crazy stories of that day? Um, yep, the stories were very crazy. Me and Nelly were still friends. We'll continue to be friends, but I'm not telling them to you guys. But it was fun. We had a really good time. And that was back in the day when, like, videos was videos. And yep. they were making, like, real videos. And um, on set was, whew, man. Whew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, nothing makes yeah. me laugh like a poop joke. Is that wrong? I mean, that's like, <laughs> no. I, I mean, is, do I have airplane humor? I'm like a 12-year-old. Well, when he said blow it up, I think that's the, yeah. that, that's kind of what took it to the next I know. Level. I'm a little scared of that right now. All right, Just we'll, saying. We'll have to get oh, the yeah. Air Force One videos uh, next time. <laughs> Stories. Marshall, miss you. <laughs> miss you guys. Y'all have a good one. Take it easy, Marshall. having me on. Appreciate it. Be good, brother. Talk soon. That's the great Marshall Falk. He's not a Hall of Famer for nothing. Best. Don't ask him to take a discount. We just learned that lesson. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> oh, we're going to wrap up this show when we come back. It's been a great couple days. I needed to turn it, you guys. We have to laugh. <laughs> we have to laugh together or else we're going to be huddled and huddled under the desk. <laughs> Sugar cereals, people. Very important. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. All right, last one for you here. You were cast in Animal House while still in acting school and flew at first class for the first time coming out to L.A. That's true. Fact. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was still in acting school. I was, I was uh, probably about 18, and uh, the casting director came to Circle in the Square while I was in, uh, in an acting school and said, uh, we need this kind of type, and they sent me over there, and I got the part, yeah. And you got it, and what was, what was Belushi like? Oh, man, he was a funny, generous, and uh, just a, you know, just a dynamic. He's the first star that I had ever met in my life, you know? So uh, he was already a big star on SNL. Right. SNL was was already such a, an iconic thing to us in, in uh, I guess, in New York, but also beyond. And um, I'll never forget he... He uh, had a. He was doing. He was doing Saturday Night Live at the time that we were shooting Animal House. So he would spend, I guess, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in, in Oregon where we were shooting, and jump on a plane and get back for Thursday, and then work until Saturday and Sunday, come back. So it was a crazy, crazy schedule. But at one point, he found the time. Uh, we were all in this, you know, crappy hotel on the side of the highway. But he had a house, and he had a party for for us. Uh, for the cast. Toga? And was there a toga? There was no tokas okay. involved. <laughs> Not that part? Okay. Yeah, that would have been fun, though. I but was mandated to ask. Yeah, no, okay. no, there was okay. no toga. But this blew my mind because there were two things. One, well, a few things. One is that I said, wow, this guy can afford to throw a party. That blew my mind. <laughs> Number two, he had bought um, smoked salmon, like from Zabar's or from Barney Greengrass or something, all the way out to Oregon from New York City, Nova. And I, first off, to me, smoke sand, like Nova was so expensive that it, I, I wouldn't even eat it at that point in my life because I couldn't afford it. It was, and there were pi- just piles of it. I was like, oh my God, I got to put this in my pocket. And, uh, and the, thir- the third thing was that um, it was the first time I'd ever tasted or heard of a mimosa. And the idea that you would take orange juice and mix it with champagne <laughs> with like the most expensive thing that you could possibly order. And you're just going to put it in champagne and would put it in orange juice and then just drink it in the morning. I, I was like, this is so cool. I really want to be a superstar and have mimosas and throw a party and have smoked salmon, as yeah. much smoked salmon as, as anybody could eat. Locks for everybody. That's right. Mission accomplished. You know what? I never thought Kevin Bacon, when I'd ask you that story, I would hear about parting with flounder having salmon. <laughs> there you go. Hey now, everybody. I'm done.
Well, I won't bring smoked salmon, <laughs> no. but I will bring mimosas because yeah, that's Mimosa Tuesday, people. <laughs> if you missed it yesterday, we were pouring out the mimosas. Brockman had like two and a half. I had like this much, uh, yeah. but we poured out the mimosas to mimosas celebrate Aaron Rodgers' return to good. Green Bay. Yeah. We were excited. It was fun. Animal House. I was drinking mimosas last night at like six, trying to finish the bottle. Were you really? Oh, How good was job. it? Good? Oh, yeah, it was good. Well, you know, there was a little bit of champagne left and a little right. bit of OJ left, and I couldn't like put the cork back in. So I Del Tufo goes just poured in the orange juice, and I was like, yeah, next point. By the way, champagne sounds very um, very, very Christopher Walken. It, it, I tell you, Susie, it's champagne. It's great. The continental. <laughs> it's not terrible. I love that. Ma'am, your husband has the back of a coal miner. I know because I mine coal. Hmm. Miner. That's it. That's my walking. <laughs> Animal House. This day in 1978 came no out. Way. Wow. Do you remember seeing it for the first time? Oh, my gosh. Probably not the first. Like, I was I young when I saw but it the like, first You're time, like, yeah. what is this movie? What? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is happening? What is college and when do I go? <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. We got, went on, we got snuck into the theater to watch that. Yeah? Yeah. Eric Stratton, damn fine to meet you. <laughs> Have you ever been taken out of a movie? My oh, mother took me to Risky Business. You got Oops. taken you out? Got taken out? Wait, what? We were out. Well, so you were young seen... when Risky Business. You were probably Wait, like it was a mistake. 13 or 12. It was a mistake. Oh, you went to the wrong movie? No, 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 no my no, mother no. took me, and I think right as soon as she realized it was a hooker, we were out. <laughs> <laughs> Oops! Okay. Guess that wasn't Bear Man. Oh my God! Otis, my man. Otis, my man. My man. That is the best. I love that movie. Otis, day in the night. Oh, oh yeah. You mind if we dance with your ladies? We <laughs> dance with your dates. Dance with your we were just leaving. That is one of my favorite. That's easily in my top. Three. I mean, one of the great gifs too. Was it over when it, when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? No. No. And Donald Sutherland as the oh, creepiest professor I mean. of all time. Oh, great story about him or the urban myth. that Maybe he's confirmed it. He was offered some back-end points or something yes. on the movie to, uh, to, to kind of go at a discount. And he was like, no, I, I need the cash. Or he took the cash up front, which was like sixty or $75,000 oh. to appear in the movie. Oh. And if he had taken the points on the end, it was like 50 It ended up being like $50 million or something. Oh, always take the points. They Always took the bar. The he, he just did. He just thought the movie was going to be a flop. While they were filming it, he thought it was going to be terrible. So he just took the cash. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, that's like Liz Banks yesterday was saying with Guetta, Hot American Summer. They never could have un- ever believed the kind of cult classic would turn right, into. Yeah. They yeah. wanted a cult classic. But who knew? And by the way, you can watch that Liz Banks interview with Elizabeth Banks on Peacock. You can find it on YouTube. The Grand Meister, I'm sure, tweeted it out. Everywhere. All of our interviews. Ian Rappaport earlier, Marshall Falk just now, Bruce Feldman talking about college football, or us talking about sugar cereal, which I think was probably the best conversation of the day. (laughs) That was a hard turn. Probably. I took a really rough right turn and went through a couple lanes of traffic to get out of that because (laughs) because it's been a heavy Wednesday. Yeah, it's been a heavy Wednesday, Suze. We do have one more call that we want to get to. We promised we'd we'd empty the phone banks. Let's just do it real quick. Kevin in Philadelphia, how you doing, man? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks Um, for holding on. I know it's been talking about trying to lighten up a little bit, so I'll give you my uh, milk and cereal after, but I just wanted to comment on uh, Simone's press conference and, and generally how the whole thing's being covered today. First thing is, like, kudos to her for, for taking the podium and speaking. But, like, she needs to fire her PR person, like, today. Um, you know, she said, quote, unquote, 
the weight of the world was on her shoulders. And, like, I want to downplay the immense pressure on her, but it is the Olympics, right? That's, you know, that's the idea of the World Games. Um, and then she goes on, she says she's not having fun. Like, you know, I- I'm sorry, but that's not a mental health issue. Um, it's just not, like, unfortunately, when you walk off the floor in a team competition and you go to the podium and you say, I'm not having fun, like, that, that's quitting. Um, and, like, based on our press conference, like, I think she quit this time. With that being said, like, I don't see her as a quitter. She's not one. She didn't quit the other 36 times she medaled, 27 of them being gold. You know, forget the armchair warriors, the average American. Simone's more successful than 99% of American professional athletes. Um, with that being said, we've we got to find like, a middle ground here between calling her brave and, and calling her a quitter. Um, okay. I, I kind of feel like everyone's piling on, like, oh, mental health, mental health, but you know, by the press conference, I don't think she said anything that actually alluded to a mental health issue. Um, and that's why I think, you know, the PR guy, he should go. Um, and my favorite milk and cereal is got to be cookies and cream or cookies, uh, whatever that cereal is. Cookie crisp. Cookie crisp. Cookie crisp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's equally as important as what you had to say before. I mean, let's face it. I mean, we got we got to talk about cereal as much as we talk about that. And I think I appreciate your opinion. I really appreciate you hanging on. That's what I really appreciate. And yeah. thank you for that Thanks, call. Kevin. That's a good point. I mean, it, I, I, I hear his point. I see his point. She said, you know, I wasn't dealing with an injury. The only injury was to my pride. But if you're doubting yourself in a sport like this. And get hurt the doubt can lead to you not executing the way you need to, which could then in turn lead to serious injury. So she took the necessary steps that she felt she needed to do, and I think we have to accept that and support that. And I want to say it's important to hear your comments, and we hear them, and we appreciate them, and we're open to them because we have to be open to communication. That's the whole point. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. But respect my opinion, and I'll respect yours. Go look up that Catherine Burns Twitter feed. Go read that through. Because as I brought, you know, I brought this up earlier, put your mind into a different place and think of those twists and think of those turns and think about that equilibrium. And then you come back to me and then you opine. Whether she's having fun or not, something's going on in this kid's head. And she deserves the space. She deserves the space to be... And let her be an Olympian, whether it's in the all-around individual. Maybe she comes back. I hope she comes back. Let her have the space to breathe, people. It's called compassion. And apparently it's called cookie crisp. So I'm just saying. (laughs) It's been a great show, TJ. Thank you so much, Mike. Chris, love being with you guys. Lots more Rich Eisen Show coming back to you tomorrow. Take care, everybody.